I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome. It's the new brand spanking episode of Is It Just Me? It's the podcast that I like to think about as your free, emphasize free, weekly therapy session. And, you know, I think it's because you're guaranteed to feel reassured that you're not as weird or as unstable as me, Joe Elvin, <laughs> or, or that me. one. <laughs> or me, James Williams, or, the other one. Or James's dog, Bingley. And if I shriek, it's because Bingley keeps licking my feet, yeah, everybody. My dog is a pervert, everyone. Yeah. He but likes to lick feet. We talk about all sorts of nonsense on this show because it's the highly important nonsense that I think keeps modern life ticking. Uh, mostly because it also dulls the sense of impending doom. sort of doom. <laughs> That we all feel Happy Tuesday, in everyone. These difficult <laughs> times, and he's. But we're not alone. It's not just no. us, and we're joined. And I bet he's thrilled to be joining us after that summary <laughs> with one of Britain's best loved, best known actors, and currently starring in the well creepy TV show Years and Years. It's Russell Tovey. Hello. Hey. Hi. Thank you very it much. takes me a while, but I get there in the end. No, it's a lovely, intro. lovely intro. You did very well, Russell. We forgot to tell you not to say anything. You oh. did a good job of not. Oh yeah, no, I know, yeah. I, know I know how he to stay mute trip. because yes. he's part of the podcasting family now. Yeah. So aside from the acting. <laughs> The squad. Yeah. Yes. No, you're, you're good squad. you're talking about doom as well because years and years is about kind of impending doom. Episode one, you which know, people should be catching up on if they can, was I, about yeah. a nuclear attack. Yeah, yes. and I think and it really pivots very quickly. Like you know that I think the Farage-ish character of mm. Emma Thompson, Thompson means that you know that something's menacing. Yep. But then all of a sudden, oh fuck, we're in buckle up. Yeah. yeah, it's so yeah. clever though because they clearly they 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 added something, didn't they? The very last minute, so I thought oh, that's so. Uh, there was some news event. That's right. That they, yeah. They, oh yeah, no, Doris Day dying. That's it. Yeah. That so I it. sat there that yeah. morning. And we went on the Chris Evans breakfast show. Me and Russell T Davies, and he was going to me, "What what should we put in? Because there's no, no real big news at the minute." I said, yeah. "Well, Doris Day's just happened." He said, "Yes, let's put it in." And so many people were freaked out by that. Yeah. But it was literally they just put it in before it went out yeah. on TX. It was so clever. It was a really simple yeah. thing to do, but the, the effect of that was huge because people were like. <gasps> 
how did he know that Doris Day was going to die? Because everyone just thinks is, you've shot it. Because Russell T. Davies is I mean, he is a prophet. He's yeah. creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he is a creep. No, you can't go, I was going to go genius. It's a compliment, is it? Okay. All right. He's a lovely, creepy genius. Spooky. Oh, spooky, yes. Witchy. Can I open my can of Diet Coke? Yes, of course you can. It's just going to pop. It's one of those ideas. It's one of those ideas that you think, why hasn't someone thought to do that sooner? But I think maybe because TV's now having to move a lot quicker. Because if you think about it, it used to be, uh, you know, the lead times and shows would be made a long time. They'd sit on the shelf and then they'd go out. Well, that's his thing. He yeah. wanted to make something that was now. Yeah. He was bored of seeing stuff that was on TV and it's been like shot four or five months ago. So the news has moved on. He wanted it to be really current. Yeah. And we finished shooting this only two months ago. So the BBC had to really kind of get behind it and they rattled it out and it's it's out there now and it feels so current and yeah. it's so exciting about it. And it feels like, you know, we're all bored with being worried about the end of the world. So it feels fine. We're all, we're not going to, we're relaxed about it now. Yeah, we're, we are. We're, are we? Yes. We're, accepting, <laughs> we're accepting of this now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that looks possible. Yeah. Anyway, Newsnight's on now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and it's getting lovely um, reactions. Oh my it? God, yeah. it's been yeah. amazing yeah. response. Amazing. And what's so nice about that is that it was such a joyous job to do. We all had such an amazing time. And then when the reviews come out and the public kind of perception is really positive, it's just the nicest feeling ever because it was a joy. But when Russell T. Davis calls, do you just say, yeah, what time? Or, or of course. Do, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, you kind of know, right? If it's a Russell thing, you're going to be Well, you know it's going to be something different. You know it's going to get a lot of attention. You know it's going to be beautifully written. Mm. I mean, and, and out there. And that's what he does. So, of course, it's an easy yes. And it's a very exciting yes. And so the third episode of Years and Years is going out tonight. Yep. Uh, if you've not uh, caught it yet, it's all on iPlayer. It is. And do check it out. It's, it's really, really good. Yeah, and it we're is. not just sitting there. No. It's, you're sat it's here. gripping. It yeah. really There's is. There's not many things that I can do that I can... So I, I watch stuff. When I when I film something, I watch it, then it's done, and in my head, I'm like, right, I got away with that, or I didn't get away with that, or forget about it. This one, I can watch objectively as a fan, and even though I'm in it, I can actually watch the show, which is very rare for me. Yeah, I brought, watching yourself or listening to yourself yes. is always weird. Isn't it? See, I always assume that actors are just completely fine with that oh. because you'd have to watch yourself, right? You do, yeah. yeah. But you you learn from it, so you're able yeah. to watch yourself and, and you absolutely see. I, I can see myself now and I'm like, oh, you're doing that with your face again. Oh, there's that trick you normally pull out. Oh, you obviously didn't know what you're doing in that scene, so you're doing that voice. It's yeah. like I know I know all my little foibles <laughs> yeah. that I can but fall back on. funny, I caught Kate Beckinsale being interviewed the other day and she said that pretty much the same thing you said. As an actor, you, you, you watch something, yeah. regardless of how, if, it, if you know it's good or bad, you watch it at least once yes. and then you probably never watch it ever again. Yes. She did admit that there's the one film she's really proud of that I think she's watched about 18 times. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and that was know. really refreshing because I think yeah. that kind of faux humility where you go, oh, I can't bear to watch myself. But of course. You know, if you've no. done a good job, well, why I watched not? myself, I watched the first episode three times because we had a we closed the Cannes Film Festival, a TV festival, we closed that. Then we had a screening at the BFI for Radio Times to launch it and then I watched it on the night it went out on TV. And every single time I wasn't at any point going like, ugh. I yeah. got to watch this again. I was literally like into it. But also, it's a really great ensemble, isn't yeah, it? It's a really it's great cast. cast. Yeah, beautifully um, cast. So, it's a really, really fun show. So, do check it out. Um, yes, please. Now, also, if you weren't busy enough on the acting, yeah. you've now, like I said earlier at the top of the show, you said we've, you've joined the podcasting world. I am. Because it's so much fun. It's the best. It, it started off as a passion project. Me and my friend Robert Diamond, who's a gallerist, set this podcast up called Talk Art, where we basically talk about art, whether it be to artists or 
or directors or gallery owners or it's actually other actors or collectors or people that don't know anything about art parenthesis but then they come on they realize they do <laughs> <Hands jokes. up. laughs> you, you should quite literally joke put is, our hand up the thing is about that is that you actually will know a lot about art because so no, many I things think you might have met your best <laughs> <laughs> well let's see no, this, I don't this is so. your black spot russell oh, okay. and I, actually I i'm australian i warn you i'm a close <laughs> second as well There's, where in australia are you well, from well i'm just i'm very poorly educated i'll be i'll be really honest i i just am i Go you on. know i i Dropped out of university. I don't know how I ended up doing quite as well as I have done. But art, I was saying to James earlier, art is one of those things where, you know, I'm quite sort of upfront about what I do and don't know about. Art's the thing where I'm embarrassed about how much I don't know. That's why you should listen to talk art. Yeah, yeah, I will do. And actually, yeah. well, what I would say about it is, even if you're not into art, it, yeah. it's it, because actually it's a very similar thing to mm. us. It's basically two friends with a, with a passion We're for geeks, something. Yeah. And yeah, but also it's quite, it's not... You know, I, I think with you, I, I'm the same because I feel like I'm not entitled to an opinion because I don't know, know enough about it. Mm -hmm. I kind of shy away from it. Yeah. Whereas it's, what's it's intimidating. Yeah, yeah, but what's nice about this podcast is it makes it very accessible. palatable and accessible. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's non elitist, it's yeah. non academic. It's just about getting art out for everyone. And it is. It brings such joy to my life, and I'm not someone who's learned it. I'm not. You listen to my voice. I shouldn't really be talking about art <laughs> and the way I do, but it's my absolute yeah. passion outside of acting. So it's just about trying to get that passion across, and that's when the best podcasts work, like yeah. you guys, when you're passionate and excited about something and a topic, and you can get it out there and people respond to it. It's the best thing ever. Well, I do envy you, Russell, because you have that elusive thing, which is called a hobby and an interest. Because I don't have very any of those. We always we've talked about this on I think previous this is shows. Our hobby. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Yeah. To be talking right. non. Nonsense is our yeah, hobby, yeah. but but no, it, it must be so nice though to have something that's genuine, and that's why it's very organic. Yeah, sorry, Bingley's, B -B Bingley's going crazy with some carrier bag in Joe's office. Um, <laughs> he likes a freebie as much as I do. He really so does. All the bags. Yeah, yeah, there's some fake tan getting it over there. Um, so <laughs> always fake tan. It's always in fake bags. tan. You, you, always. Yeah, you, you're tan enough. He's grizzle and tan, yeah. Bingley. You don't need any more tan. Um, but uh, where was I going? Totally distracted. Um, you were saying about hobby and yes, hobby. Yeah. Um, I just think it must be again. It's, it's organic, but it was interesting actually because. I, I kind of know you're really into this, but it was interesting. We were at an event, an event last week where you interviewed Tracy Emin, who's already been a guest on your, your podcast on I Talk Art. going to say ours. I was like, no, she No, doesn't. no, she... <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember when <laughs> Tracy Trump came on? I? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was quite interesting. The number of people said, oh, I had no idea Russell was so into art. But was that a bit frustrating? So I think you've been quite open about your... You know, you're, you collect it yourself. You're really into it, but... Uh, no, it's not frustrating no. at all. I think it's great. They've discovered something new about yeah. it that day. Um, no, it's not... I'm not selling it as like a part of my brand, yeah. inverted commas. It's just, it's a passion of mine and this podcast is the thing that I'm doing, but I'm not expecting anything back from it. You mm. know, I'm not doing this to go like, I really want to be Melvin Bragg. I want my own kind of Alan Yentob culture show. I don't, we're doing it as a passion project. But so one day. One yeah. day, maybe. It yeah. will happen. But doing it on podcasts just makes it, it's such a easy, accessible thing to do. It, there's no pressure. You know, mm. I turned up today to see you straight from the gym. I look like an absolute sweaty mess. And that's <laughs> fine because we're doing a podcast. <laughs> the joy of audio. Looking gorgeous as ever. Of course. <laughs> as I know. ever. Yeah. See, yeah. Richard E. Grant would call that fishing for a compliment, wouldn't, wouldn't oh, really? he, Joe? Oh, yeah, that's what he accused us. maybe I was fishing for that's a compliment. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. That's yeah. what he told us. Yeah. When we, we used self deprecation, he said, You're just fishing for compliments. Go, all right, Richard E. Grant. I think he said harpooning. Harpooning. Which is really mean. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, that is the joy of audio is that yes. you, you've got to worry about hair, makeup, any yeah, of that totally. nonsense. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so obviously, talk are um, it's available. Well, wherever you listen to, is it just me? You'll find it. You're on Spotify, Spotify. Yes, exactly. iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, and we mentioned briefly. Obviously, you've had Tracy Emin on there. I mean, who who is the sort? I mean, you you started pretty high, but who's the dream? Yeah, who would be the dream? David yeah. Hockney. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> you do know who well that is. Well, there you go. go. You should come on Talkar. <laughs> Well, there we go. But he's yeah. he's a living legend. It's yeah. like he I can't believe his output, and he's still around. He's still like mm. in the world creating work. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, because it's such a it is thing. incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It uh, I, yeah, I I I would recommend listening to because it, it does make you feel like you you know it. Uh, you you know more than you think you do. I think yeah, exactly. Serious, that's the whole like, point. You do. Yeah, you do. Oh, I'm gonna be so snobby and educated the next time I see you. Yeah, I'm and just you gonna listen. Although my friend, my friends up. do still take the piss out of me. But the day when I referred to, hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this wrong. Was it Van Gogh? I referred to Van Gogh as the daffodils when it was obviously the sunflowers. He did daffodils as well. Did he? Yes. <laughs> so that was all right. But, I mean, yeah. the sunflower was the major yeah. one, no, but, but yeah. he has painted daffodils. I think it was embarrassing because I actually put it on an Insta story, a picture of the sunflower, and I went, "Oh, here it is, the daffodils." Oh, and I see. About a hundred oh, yeah, people no, went, babes. That's that's, that's, that's see, that's I know yours. about Van Gogh because um, when I was seven years old, that's in, two artists. In, yeah. Whoa, no, you're showing off. No, there you go. God, yeah, this I'm is so too much. Posh, and I, but I was in um, second grade and we sang "Starry Starry Night" for the yes, school choir. Yes, of course. So we learn all about him through that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. see, I didn't know that. That was about Van Gogh's "Starry Starry Night" painting. Yeah. Right? Did you not uh, know? No. See, you, you thought you... you, you thought idiot, I'm, see, Joe? I'm, I'm the bigger idiot here. Yes. Uh, anyway. Well, I cling on to the bits I do know. Yeah, uh, yeah so anyway, so check out Talk Art uh, on Spotify anyway, and then also do uh, check out Russell in um, Years and Years. Uh, it's really a great show. But anyway, now on to uh, some serious heavyweight yes. topics. Yes. I know you're excited about oh this, Oh, my Russell, God, I'm I mean. nervous, I'm yeah. excited. You know. so that's correct. That's yeah. how yeah. I should <laughs> be feeling, right? Okay, that's All how the best guess. emotions. Okay, lovely. Uh, let's do it, people. Let's do it. Right, first up to this week, topic-wise, uh, Russell Tovey, Joe Elvin. Um, actually, seeing as he's sat here right now, this is a very uh, very on-brand one for me. Is it just me who feels pet guilt? Now, I should clarify what this means. Obviously, as a recent dog owner... You know, I don't. How recent? How recent? Well, he's so he's now seven months. So I've oh, had is him, he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, so definitely feeling the guilt. Yeah. So... Um, and I would imagine it's a bit like, you know, you feel, like, well, I would imagine like if you're a working parent, you know, you feel that thing about dropping kids off at school. The thing is, because I'm freelance, Bingley's pretty much with me the whole time. Mm-hmm. So the rare occasions where he has to go to the vet or he went to the dog groomer, I remember dropping him off. And I thought, this must be what it's like dropping off your kid at mm-hmm. school and literally leaving them at the school gates. Mm-hmm. I had Can I tell you a dirty secret? I think, I think it's worse <laughs> as a mother to a dog and a child. <laughs> At least you can tell the child what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel much worse about leaving the dog on her own well, yeah, well, <laughs> than I ever did about leaving my daughter's Well, to go also, to work. the thing about Bingley is it, I, I could be gone for an hour or I go to the recycling bin. And the overreaction I get when I walk back in, <laughs> right. whether it's 30 seconds or yeah, three yeah, hours, yeah, yeah. it's so OTT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously they've got no concept of time. But at the, se- the same time, then people say to me, well, stop feeling so bad because you're gone for 30 seconds or three hours. He can't tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I don't understand how that works. Anyway, you're a dog. Dog owner Russell, yes. you've got a very cute dog. Ro- Rocky's almost like an Instagram celebrity <laughs> in his own right. <laughs> Sensation, Rocky but, the French Bulldog. But what yes. I love is he doesn't have his own account, does he? He doesn't because if I gave him his own account, then I would hemorrhage numbers on my own exactly. account. So we, have, we kind of pair up. No, we're exactly. A power, we're a power couple. Power we're a package couple. deal. Yes, I totally agree with you because a number of people said to me, "Why doesn't Bingley have his own page?" I'm going, "No, because 
that he'd end up with more followers. Yeah. Than <laughs> you got yeah. a power couple name. Oh, like, uh, you know, like oh, Benefer. Rock Roo. Yeah, yeah Rock Roo. <laughs> <laughs> but he's very, very cute. He's um, super cute. Yeah, yes, But I definitely get that, Gil. I mean... Because he, d- I he think about him all the time. I was going to say you seem to take him pretty much I everywhere. Do. He with should you be two. here today, but I've come here as I said direct oh, from the I gym. I couldn't take him. him to the gym. You I can't know. take Rocky to the gym. No, he, he looks like he works out. He though. does. He's, he's in good hedge. shape. He is in good shape. I do walk a bit. <laughs> a big walk this Rocky. morning. <laughs> he needs to be. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he, can't, he, he can't be chubby. Yeah. No, no, he's uh, he's very athletic. But um, yeah. So then, do you then? So when on the rare occasions you leave him, or have you just got used to it now? Do you not? Well, I I decided as a puppy that I had to crate train him. That was a thing that alleviated a lot of the guilt because. Because I felt like he felt safe in the crate. And you have to do it with Frenchies. Because if you leave them out and about, then they're in a bigger space. They'd freak out more. So you give them their own little kennel, their own little home within the house. And that was how I trained him to be able to leave him for longer periods. So the guilt left me. But I think about him all the time. And I wonder what he's doing. I even got one of them cameras at one point that used to spit out a treat to him. (laughs) But then I've stopped doing that. But it because I just got obsessed with it. Yeah. I would literally sit there like. Is the that the one where you could actually look at him? Like, yeah, you can see, you what, see what he's doing. doing. Yeah, and then there's other corners. It doesn't cover all the corners of the apartment, so then he might be in the far corner. And in my head, I'm like, well, he's he's choking on a bone. Yeah. Or he's, he's, oh, he's God, suffocating yeah. on rawhide. What yeah. do I do? I need to get home. Ignorance so, is bliss in that. Exactly. Yeah. But I know he's fine. Every time I come home, I put BBC World Service on now, yeah. and I come home, and he's in his little bed, and he's fine. I love how he's listening to BBC World Service. He does. He's very cultured. He's very educated. His art knowledge is probably way better than yours and mine. He knows. Easily, he's uh, surrounded by art. Yeah, and have, were you always a dog person? No, I f- yes, we've had do- f- dogs and cats, but I always wanted a dog because yeah. it felt like dogs have owners and cats have staff. Yeah, and you know, and you <laughs> could you dogs can are better. Do- <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, I I would love a cat one day, but I feel like like I live in an apartment that doesn't have a garden, and Rocky's there, and I, he goes out when I take him out. Whereas a cat, I feel like house cats are problematic for me. I want them to have the freedom to go out and. Like you know, do their thing and yeah, control. Yeah, not poo in a box that you've not got to clean out. Not poo in a box you have to clean out. Yeah, no, no. can't be that's doing not, it. Yeah, that's not my thing. But I, lo- I mean, I love cats, but dogs. Yeah, I, a dog feels more of a responsibility, and it feels like an honour to be burdened with Rocky. Well, I said to, to someone the other day because they said, "Oh, you know, I really want a dog. You know, how how's it changed your life?" And and I, my analogy now for having a dog. And don't get me wrong, you have to think about it. You need to do your research, yeah. uh, make sure you get the right one for you. And obviously understand the undertaking, because um, it is a big responsibility. But I do say there's a degree of, um, it's a bit like playing cards against humanity. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to play it than explain it. Just do it. Just do That's it. That's what I've because said Because I... Because you'll never be, everyone's like, I don't know when I'm ready. I need yeah. to, you'll never be ready. Just you will talk, you get a dog, you make it happen. And you'll talk yourself out of it yeah. often. And yes, I just think, course. but the second you have them in your life, you just you cannot just imagine. That's not true. The second you had them... <laughs> That's not true because for me, the first two weeks, I was like, "What the fuck have I done? <laughs> I can't believe I brought this animal into my life." Oh, that's, like chi- that's like having a child, as exactly. Well. And everybody I say to now is like, yeah. "You're gonna have two weeks where you're gonna think, oh my fucking god, I've ruined my life.'" Yeah. And then when you, you have a there. baby, everyone, it's about five months <laughs> where you just think, it's about fifteen years. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying to my husband, "Do you remember why we did this? <laughs> what was the reason?" You but know, see, yeah. I, I, everyone thought I was insane, but I did that thing where I set my alarm and I was getting up every two hours when I first got yeah, here to try and help because yep, yep, the, yep, the yep. less accidents they have in their crate yes. at night, it's easier. And, it, yep. and it, it did in the end reap rewards. But I got to about six weeks and I was like a zombie. I was lying on the floor at one point and. It got to the point where there were so many things going wrong with accidents here and that, that and, and he just kind of was lying on me and I just laid down on the floor and I actually thought if I just lie here he won't 
piss or shit anywhere and I might get some sleep. And I nearly fell asleep on the floor. Uh, but it was, I thought, God, this is, must, must be what it's like to be a parent. Yeah. But obviously, it really is. You get through yeah. it a lot quicker. Unfortunately, yeah. that can go on for a few years. If yeah, you're there was a lot of lying on the floor, crying, weeping up pee and vomit and poo. <laughs> All the same. That um, was just you, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> nothing to do with the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after a night out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yep. So okay, so pet guilt. Then so we're, we're all on the same page on this one. Yeah, I just always try not to be the last one to leave the house in the morning because I can't bear to be the one to leave her I on know. her own. They do look at you, yeah, with that face like, are you? Yeah. Are you? You going out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you put. What do you mean? I'm, yeah. Well, I'm staying here. Really? And you're like, yeah, I'm sorry. I love you so And I always say, I love you so much. I'll be back oh, soon. You'd be a good boy. That. I love you're you so much. Ever. See, Bingley's yeah. got me so wrapped around his finger. I'm in the house with him and he looks at me sometimes and I go, are you really that unhappy? Are you, <laughs> am I really that awful to live with? Because he just looks at me sometimes and I go, are you not happy, Bingley? Are you really oh, not you've happy? You've just had his balls off as well, haven't you? <laughs> Thanks for broadcasting. That's <laughs> the word. Speaking okay. about pet guilt. I know. I you must go. have guilt about that. I, I did. But I... I, I when he had his ball, when Rocky was fixed, he also had his soft palate shortened and his nose holes made bigger because he's a Frenchie with snub nose and he wasn't breathing properly. So he came out of the operation and was literally looking at me like, what have I done to upset <laughs> you? I've literally got pain everywhere. Oh. And I felt, the, the guilt I felt then about that. Well, the funniest thing about Bingley was he'd had his procedure, so shall we say, and obviously the, it's, you know, he has ditches and, and they were like, whatever you do, don't let him jump up on the oh sofa, God. don't let, let him run up, up and down stairs. You tried telling Bingley that. Mm-hmm. Literally within a few hours, Hours, he was running around like a lunatic again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm apologising today because he's got cabin fever because he, he's not been allowed out for a walk. So he's got far too much energy. So uh, hence, well, oh okay, I can't see him. I'm yeah, no. energetic at the minute. Yeah. It's completely collapsed. Oh, is he? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> about time. Oh, he ha- we, we, oh, finally he sleeps. He did have a lick. He did have a lick of his scarf. Death, talking yeah. about oh. all our pet guilt. I know. So so if you are sat there going pet guilt, yes, I hear you. It's perfectly natural. Uh, do drop us an email. We love hearing from you guys. Um, the email address, as usual, is is it just me podcast at gmail dot com and a lovely email this week we have from Sophie Sophie Beckett uh, you get uh, got in touch with us to talk about worst presents because I think on the Jack Savaretti episode we spoke about the worst presents we've ever received uh, and you said uh, your brother once bought you a tax disc holder <laughs> 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 because he, you just bought a new car and he was trying to be thoughtful um, oh, but at but that that's time such a man it's gift. such a man gift isn't like it trying to solve a problem I get it but to think oh, she's got a new car what does she need a tax disc but so, uh, as um, Sophie points out it was at the time when they all went electronic so you don't even need it anyway I know them poor tax discs she didn't have a heart to tell him but he was still very thoughtful oh bless him Uh, and and then also Sophie you go on to say is it just you who hates it when people leave you a message but doesn't say what it's about it's mainly a work thing I work in an office and deal with property to be honest no I love that because then I just feel like I don't have to call them back (laughs) Uh, well I was going to say because I well voicemail is a dying thing right people don't really leave any many voicemails because now people operate on that thing well if you see a missed call from me you'll just call me back yeah um so yeah but I, so i think if you are leaving a voicemail you do need to give some details i often feel especially if it's a work one i feel the need to say oh it's nothing bad yeah, yeah, <laughs> call yeah. me back about this because otherwise yeah, if you leave I, it yeah, too I'm open that one. people lie to me about that i'm it with you sophie totally i agree with you uh but anyway you say you love the podcast and uh, keep up the good work well thank you very much sophie thank you for listening thank and thank you, you for sophie. getting in touch and as i said if you're out there listening and you want to get us um send us some suggestions for topics we'd love to hear from you uh the email address again is is it just me podcast at gmail.com right is it just me russell turvey james williams who feels less competitive as i get older and i don't know if it's 
I've just realised I'm not going to achieve anything else. So I've sort of like stand down or is it that I'm just more comfortable with what I have achieved? I used to be a lot more ambitious and jealous of people around me. And I feel like I've kind of just relaxed a lot more. See, I can't tell if that's come with age or if I've always just been a bit lazy. <laughs> because I've always been a bit like, oh, embrace the middle, be happy where you're at. You know, which I know sounds like a very lame Instagram quote. Mm. But I I always think, you know, oh, you know, stop looking around. And, but then I kind of think that's because I don't have the get up and go that lots of my, my friends have to, you know, be really ambitious. So, But you are incredibly successful in what you do. Well, well yeah, no, I, I, yeah, don't get me and wrong. You like I, what you do. Yeah, I, exactly. I think that's what it is. I think... I think so many people I know don't like what they do. Yes. Um, I think I can see what real misery at work is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how it can really have a massive effect think, on you. I think that's what's happened to me, you know, because I've turned down jobs abroad and, and things like that because I'm, ha- like you say, success is... Liking what you do. Yeah, yeah, liking what you do, liking the life it's given you, yep. and maybe that's enough. Well, I had a fascinating conversation yeah. with a guy that worked um, at Facebook, you know, and he's been there a long time, and and I said to him, "Oh, well, that must be quite similar." Because I, I worked at Glamour magazine for a long, long time, and I remember there was almost this slight snootiness. It got to a point where maybe at the four or five year mark, mm. people changed. They weren't like, "Oh, you work at Glamour, that's so cool." It got to, "Oh, are you still at Glamour?" It was like this sense of, "Why would you still be there after all this time?" And I was like, "Well." And in my head, I was like, well, it's a really fun place to be and it's at the top of its game. So why would you go elsewhere just to change things up? Mm. And I do think there is this weird thing where people feel you have to constantly be on the lookout for the next big thing or constantly moving up the ladder. And I guess I've been intrigued to know how you feel about this as as an actor, Russell. Acting must be really competitive. Well, I've been in it for years and years and years. um, Since you were a tiny kid, right? Yes, since I was 11 I've been doing it. But I I think I didn't really feel... You're far too well adjusted, really, to be a child actor. Am I? Yeah, (laughs) I'm not a junkie. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I've gone the. Uh, You've gone the full Drew Barrymore. I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't stolen clothes from TK Maxx yet. But I, um, I think I was probably I started getting competitive when I got more successful. Weirdly, in my head, and I and I was always very conscious of that and I didn't like that energy and I think I used to compare and despair was my thing so I would look around and I'd see what everyone else is doing and if I wasn't doing as well as my peers were doing then I wasn't doing very well and I used to yeah. definitely count myself as my my status with myself hanging out with other actors or hanging out with creatives you always get asked the question what what are you up to at the minute and if you had nothing on I just felt like absolute shit mm. so I always felt defined in myself my self-esteem was tied up with if how busy I was and what work I was doing. Now, I've been incredibly lucky, touch wood, and it continues, that I'm now at a place where work's great and I'm doing really good stuff. And I feel so, and I have done probably for the last four years, feel really zen in myself with it all because I, I feel content with life and life outside of acting. I think I was consumed by acting and and the business. And now I have such a beautiful life outside of acting as well as acting that it kind of they, they go hand in hand and nourish each other. So if I'm not working now... I, I love the fact that I can go on holiday or I can just do what I want and we can do, I can do it in my podcast and stuff. Whereas before, if I had a break, I would freak out. Because you'd start going, where's my next job coming from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I doing next? Well, he's doing this and he's doing this and they've got this film going on. Why am I not up for that? Yeah. I'm not good looking enough or I'm not good, an actor enough or my ears stick out too much. And all <laughs> da, da, da. It was always, always so much my psyche that would play into that. And I think as I've got older, I've definitely, definitely got less competitive. But I don't know if that's because things are working out good for me. Yeah. So it makes you less competitive when you can see... And you've, doing maybe I, you've relaxed. And yeah. I think it's experience as well, isn't it? That you, With experience, you learn the perspective about 
you know, good times or terrible times never last forever. Either do way. Wanna, do you want to know a story about one of these moments? Yeah. Where I had a, I had a, <laughs> so I was, so we had the History Boys we did. I did it on Broadway and we came back and I did uh, a show called Tintin. I played Tintin at the Barbican Theatre. And then the movie came out and the movie ha- was nominated. To, I, the movie wasn't nominated, but Frances Delator was nominated for a BAFTA. And she couldn't go. So she said to me, darling, do you want the tickets? And you can go. So I went, yeah. So I t- took James Corden with me. And we went to the BAFTAs and I was there with Dominic Cooper. And Dominic Cooper at that time was... Uh, and he still is, but was literally on the verge of superstardom and everybody wanted to talk to him. James is incredible, as he is now, what he's achieved with his life. Amazing man, very articulate, was talking to everyone. I didn't have any work. I didn't know what I was doing. And people were literally saying to me, oh, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I don't know, really. I'm, I'm thinking I might try writing something. People would literally turn their backs on me. Anyway, at one point, I was stood between... Jamie Bell and Andy Serkis who were talking and they were talking to me and I did a workshop with Andy Serkis like a few months before that and then Sienna Miller kept staring at me the whole night and I was thinking fucking hell this is really weird she kept staring at me and then she came over and she went oh my god I just want to tell you I saw your last night you were incredible I was like oh my god thank you she went you were incredible I went thank you so much she walked off and I was like there you go and James turned to me he went she just said she saw you last night I said, no, she said she saw my last night of Tintin. She said, no, she thinks you're another actor. Oh, God. Who was she saw last night in Don Juan at Soho. I used to get compared to Stephen White, who's this other actor, the whole time. <laughs> he, she thinks you're him. And I literally was like, I want to go home. I oh. fucking hate myself. Why did Gordon point that out? Because <laughs> that's James. No, but hang that's on a second. James. He had to let me know. I was not allowed. But have you ever managed to pin Sienna down? Because maybe you were right and James was wrong. No, he, James was right. <laughs> she did. She thought I was him. She thought I was oh. him. But he, I mean, he's a fantastic actor. So that in yeah. itself was a compliment. But it was just of that moment where I was feeling really like, yeah. oh, I'm so out of my depth. And what the fuck am I doing? And then someone saying, thinking I'm someone else. But it must be weird. I, I do always think think this being an actor because when you go into an audition room you must be part of a circuit right you but there must have been a point where you were going into a room yeah, and you see, and you see same the people. same people yeah. again and again and if and i didn't again. get it they got it if yeah. they didn't get it i got it or someone yeah. else yeah so come on so who's who's in the who's in the russell toby circuit who would back always, in the day yeah. um <laughs> my my peers were like danny mays was up got lots of work rafe spall I would always be like, "What? Well, I fucking Rafe got it, did he? <laughs> there would always be lots of people around. That, But now I feel like we're all just doing our own thing. Yeah. All, yeah. It doesn't feel like we all... I think people just try and place certain actors in a pool and then they try and like find their thing. Yeah. I think we've all found our thing now and I don't feel... That's what I mean. I don't feel any compare and despairing yeah. at all on any level. But what a finishing school that History Boys was, know, though, right? If you think about that pool of talent yeah. and what you've all gone yeah, on to amazing. do, it is amazing. Yeah. But I want to know, after that Sienna Miller night, mm. you went home, possibly had, a, had an inner cry. and you know, yeah, Of course, this. an outer cry, yeah, as and, well as an inner. Oh. And what <laughs> was the n- sorry for me, I'm fine. But what was the <laughs> next thing that happened that cheered you up and put you on the upswing I probably got a job yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably got a really good job day. and it was fine yeah. that's, yeah. that's yeah. what it's like you know because obviously I'm now freelance and it literally it can change yes. so quick you could be having two weeks or three weeks and you're going I'm never going to eat yeah. in this town again I've got a dog to feed yeah, where's I've my got, na- yeah. and then suddenly and, and your friends call you up and you're all down and, you're like, and then suddenly somebody calls and you're like I got this gig and they're going oh that's amazing yeah. and, but that's but, being a creative and that's yeah. that we live like that that's, yeah. that's but it's hard to remind yourself of those times when you're having another but you quiet need time. life outside of work yeah. that is as exciting and important or a dog to you. Could or and, a dog and yeah. how do you handle in those times because i'm terrible at this how do you handle when you're around that person it reminds me of like that ricky gervais show extras and yes. he always had the mate who was doing really well yeah, yeah, like, oh, oh what are you doing and it's like how you handle yourself around those people when you know you're just jealous 
but you can't get over yourself. See, you I might. don't have jealousy at all anymore. I, I used to. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Used to, I don't know if it was jealousy. Yeah. I think it was positive jealousy. Fear. And the fact that it made me want it. It made me more yeah. fucking determined. It didn't make me feel like, you don't deserve that. I should be doing that. It made me go, go like, I would love to be doing that, so I need to do something so I can get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. positive jealousy. I'm with yeah. you because I, I definitely feel, you know, there, there are friends of mine, and, and in the world we work in, you, you get invites to lots of amazing things and very showbizy things. And I always think the kind of things that, you know, your, your average person on the street would love to go to. To. But I hate to say, you get to a point where you get a bit tired. You've got a dog at home, you know. So I, yeah. So when I see people, I actually I admire some of my peers. I'm, I'm going, I don't know how you can do it. I physically could not be asked mm-hmm. to go out every night and be out that yeah. late mm-hmm. <laughs> and go to all these things. Well, I don't go towards things unless I'm in something that's been nominated or I'm presenting yeah. something because, and I get invited to all them all the time because it just it's exhausting. Yeah, and it feels it's work. Yeah, it's work. You can't, you know. It's you've got Netflix to get through. I mean, you, you know, you know. So much stuff. Um, but no, I do. Yeah, I so so I think actually that's for me because even if I do get a moment of going, oh, I wasn't invited to that, and I'm going, yeah. But to be fair, that person goes to absolutely what, everything. What we're all concluding here is that being competitive, I think it's great in your twenties. You sort of like need you need that, that ambition. ambition, of course. But my God, it takes a lot of energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of emotional energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it's good. It's but it's good. Nice you do get to step away from it. I think yeah. you blinker yourself that anyone of yeah. that age twenties and you feel determined and ambitious. Yeah. Completely blinker yourself. Buying the prize, and when you can see it or you're experiencing it, then chill the fuck out yeah. and just yeah. enjoy your life and let it happen. But are we allowed to swear on this? Yeah, of course you are. Because I've said it quite a lot. No, you are. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. But um, for everything I've just said, put, uh, when it comes to Monopoly or Cards Against Humanity, I'm the most competitive person ever. You are. Oh, you, you? I played ta- Monopoly twice recently. I. L- I love it, but I'm not competitive. Oh, I, quite I turn Monica from friends so fast. It's really <laughs> embarrassing. I how bloody slow and boring it can be, oh, though. I know. Well, no, I, I, this is the thing. I, I'm not competitive about the bigger stuff, but when it comes to the really... Even like I go to the, the gym I go to, F45, people wear these Lionheart monitors, and it shows you your score at the end of a session. Oh, God. Oh, well, literally, if I'm like really low down, I get really pissed oh, off. Oh, no. <laughs> it kind of spurs I you on. I played Monopoly the night with a group of my best mates was in Norfolk, and one of my best mates... What a rocking night. That was. Yeah. It was, but it's brilliant. It was the best. With a couple of bottles of red wine, and you play Monopoly. I was the banker. And did anyone throw the board across the room like no, my brother did once? What was it? What, your mum did. No. Did she? Right. That would be amazing. <laughs> it was my younger brother. Oh. Yeah. No, my, but what was, was so good about it is that one of my best mates, Holly. She like she lives hand to mouth. She always has done. It's been incredibly frustrating for her. But she thrashed at this game. She completely thrashed. And she had all these properties. She had hotels. And she was like, "Look, in life, I don't. I'm not on the property ladder at all. Here I am with like a hotel <laughs> on Park Lane. Let me just enjoy this moment." And it was so fantastic because she had the best night. <laughs> her and her girl and her girlfriend lost, and she was like, "Her girlfriend's landed in her properties." And she's like, "Don't worry about it, babe. Don't worry about it. You can you can have it. Look, just give me just give me Fenchurch Street or something like that." Yeah. And, there, and it was just joyous because oh, the only like, property did work. I know. Well, I know that if she had been losing, oh. she would have been like, "This game's shit." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would have been awful. So yeah, I don't I don't think I should ever play Monopoly with her. <laughs> we'll we'll fall out. Yes, yeah, she um, would. So yeah, yeah. I'm no, so yeah, less competitive in line in, in bigger stuff, but it's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, to but be he very, will cut you in Monopoly. Yeah, I will so, cut yeah. you in Cards Against <laughs> Humanity. It'll get ugly. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Is it just me that simply cannot bear public coughing and public sneezing? <laughs> when someone gets caught in a sneezing cycle like two, three, four times in a row, in my head I'm like, one more, one more sneeze and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you. It's awful, isn't it? I, I, and the coughing in the, in the theatre. I was going to say, I bet that's With the coughing, it can, you literally feel like, I've lost the audience, mm. that's it. When you hear coughing, you're like, well, they don't give a shit about what i'm saying on stage now and also if you're in the audience and someone's coughing constantly i my back goes up it makes me so angry you know, i honestly think that if i had that bad a cough and i had theater tickets don't I go. Wouldn't go thank you i wouldn't but, go but you know what uh, this my problem with this i think is where do you draw the line saying so think what happens is people go I'm not feeling very well, but, you know, I'm not feeling bad enough that I'm not going to go into work. Whereas, you know, we've talked about this before. If you're sick, I don't want your germs anywhere exactly. near me or anyone else. Just stay at home. Yeah. But I think people have got this really weird, like, sort of... Stoic hero yeah, they, they, Yeah, they, they want to yeah. be... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. martyrs. The yeah, they've got a martyr complex. They want to come in and say, oh, you know, I'm really, really ill, but, but I'm look still at me. here. Yeah, and then yeah, you get yeah. that. Because, yeah, I'm with you. It's That's like, fine, if, as long as you're not coughing or sneezing. Can I, I add a, yawning? Gaping <laughs> mouth yawning. <laughs> oh, I don't know. See, yawning doesn't in, worry me. I, qu I quite like the knock-on effect of watching everyone else yawn <laughs> from a yawn. But you mean if you're packed face to armpit on a train or a bus or a tube... And someone just lets one rip, like gaping right into your face. <laughs> that's not going to upset you. No, that, that, if they coughed or sneezed in a row, I would, I would elbow them in the head. I can't. It, I remember being in the restaurant in San Francisco, and I was sat there, and there was a, uh, a two men sat having their lunch, and the guy sat and must have sneezed twenty times in a row, but just like on, on, on the button, every button, like <gasps> sneeze. <gasps> sneeze and the guy opposite him was just reading the paper wasn't reacting and this guy was just sneezing so it was a sneezing fit but it was very controlled I, I, I was literally like <laughs> I cannot did you have to get up and I leave I cannot deal with this what is right it is it the germs is it just the, the noise, noise? the it germs is just the noise and like the the air pollution yeah. the noise pollution my dad sneezes so incredibly loud well, I was going to say those people that sneeze and you think you're putting that on yeah it's like that cannot like I like little Disney sneezes yes. people do a little a tissue you're like, that's like a Disney. <laughs> but when they're like ah, I'm about to sneeze everyone it's yeah. like yeah. great and I'm like you've got one more one more yeah. if you do any more than that I'm going to go ape shit it's, 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 it's almost a bit like the Dom Jolly thing I am having a sneeze, sneeze isn't it's it it's the so man's scream yeah. it's usually men sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um 
I, I've read somewhere that it's really dangerous to sort of like try and hold, hold a sneeze, sneeze in, in, but I will blow my brains out before <laughs> I don't do it. Yes. I did one in the Leon queue this morning. He was like, <gasps> and held it all in. Yeah. I can't stand Apparently, it. if you keep your eyes open while you sneeze, they pop out. Yeah. <laughs> You can well, try that next time. Yeah. <laughs> but, and next time I sneeze, I'll be like, yeah. you know, that if you leave your eyes open at this point, something really interesting all, happens. It's physically impossible to And also, it? it's a myth, isn't it? That yeah. is, it what is it? They, they say that nine sneezes is an orgasm or something. You know, like nine sneezes. Oh, yeah. Well, then, then that makes me even angrier that someone's going to sit there and <laughs> yeah. have an orgasm. And annoy you. Sneeze spit. I'd be like, how dare yeah. you, yeah. you pervert. Yeah. Yeah. It's apparently and a the myth. Coffin, yeah, so the what's coffin. your sneezing style, Russell? I will... I would literally cover my Oop. face with my hands. Both. Oh, sorry. I'm trying <laughs> to do it now. I'm trying to act it. I will cover my face with my hands and sneeze into my hands and then I will hold it there for like five seconds and make but sure it's all contained. See, my thing about this as well is I'm not, generally speaking, a sick touch wood. I'm very lucky. I've got quite a good immune system. Same. I'm not a very sickly person. Same. So do you think that's what it is? Because I do I do have people in friends and family who literally will catch anything they think yeah it annoys me i feel like but i feel like people <laughs> when they have a when they have a cough and they've got a cough they want you to know they've got a cough and they do these loud coughs it just makes me so angry my dad again when he got when he's got a cough is like i'm coughing by the way in case you hadn't noticed i've got a cough he's like, i know you've got a cough stop it I think it's good. Ju- it's a good job really you're an well. actor and not a doctor. I, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Like, Stop that right now. Your get out. Bedside yeah. manner must be appalling. <laughs> I'm getting really worked oh. up talking about it now, but that's Lord definitely Amanda my thing. Getting on my tip. Yes, for Christ's <laughs> sake, hurry up and die. die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, the ones that really oh, get I love me. Love being with people as judgy as me. I know. But it's one. when you're sitting there and it's only on a sunny day and you see they let out a sneeze. There's no hand to the mouth yeah. and you just see it flying yeah, through the air. It's like pollen. Yeah. That I, how I mean I, I I can forgive the loud sneezing because at least they're trying to so, well no, no, a loud sneeze with a hand to the mouth. It's the people who do any kind of sneezing without even trying yeah, to yeah, contain yeah. the germ. Just like hack up across the That's room. Yeah, really puzzling to me. I'm like, where where were you brought up? Yeah. I, I was in a um, popular restaurant chain the other day, and the woman who served me did a big inner finger swipe of her nose and then took my money and handed me my coffee. What? I nearly died. I mean, what do you do with that? I don't know. And I just was too embarrassed and shocked to even say, I'm not having that cup of coffee. Give me another one. Somebody I've got a disgusting hands. sneeze story, but oh. I don't know if it's right. Oh, come on. I was going to say, somebody no, wants... I'm here for it. Somebody wants sneezed yeah. on their hand and literally yeah. gave it to me. So he actually sneezed, and then without thinking... Just went And hands. I was so shocked and obviously very British. Oh, I was, it's horrible. I, I, I held that... I, yeah. I shook that basically... You did it. You went on a snotty yeah. hand. Well, like, but in America, uh, I've had auditions. You go for auditions and they go... shames us with that? It's them who should be ashamed. They should be ashamed. I've been for auditions and I go to shake the casting director's hand and they've been like, I'm a waver. And they just put their hand up in the air and you don't go anywhere near them. Because they don't want you to touch them. Wow. Do you think, oh, I'm not getting this job? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't like you. Then I sneeze and cough. Yeah. But I. (laughs) What's your disgusting sneeze? No, my disgusting sneeze story, when I was at school, I remember I came out of school and there was one of my peers and he sneezed down himself and he hacked up onto his tie. And then he looked down and then picked his tie up and popped it back into his mouth and swallowed it. Whoa! And I remember I I dry retched, <laughs> literally staring at it like it was the most repulsive <laughs> action that a human being could possibly do. Isn't that just absolutely disgusting? I'm sure people are going to write in a bit. Speechless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jo- yeah. Joe's lost all the colour from yeah. her face. I'm slightly <laughs> concerned. But I think it was a different time. It, <laughs> it, it was a simpler time. Oh yeah, it was. It, it was. It was the you 90s. know, it was a time. You teenage well, boys oh, are gross as well. Don't forget, was, teenage boys are disgusting. Because I was thinking about the 80s when my mother would run one bath and then make us all get in it one oh by God. one. Oh God, I know. Well, <laughs> I used to do that, and my mum would be like, "Don't wee in the bath." Then she would jump in. 
And she'd be like, did you bring the buff? I'd be like, no. And I did. <laughs> it's sterile. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's warm. It? Yeah. <laughs> so I think that maybe he just had one of those families. No. Like, what, they just <laughs> ate, ate each other's flavor. Oh, God, oh. I think I'm going to start directing. Well, this horrific. is why I don't like oysters. It's just well, oh. I'm not a fan of oysters yeah. either. Mm. Similar texture if you think about it. I love an oyster. That's Dude. fine. I can perv. Perv. Well, on that lovely note. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We went all over the place. We, we, yeah. <laughs> um, Russell, thank you so thank much you. for taking time out to join us today. Uh, so, yes, check out Russell. He's in years and years on BBC One. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, check out um, Talk Art as well uh, on Spotify or wherever else you enjoy. Is it just me? Uh, I am looking forward to being educated. I'm we, yes. I d- we Genuinely. Des- we definitely need it. Yeah. Uh, Russell, thanks again. Thanks a lot. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Come back anytime. Will do. And thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.